0: Everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Views Our Own, the show that takes you through the world of media and journalism. I'm Misha, and I'm joined, as always, by Sophie.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: And today we're talking about music journalism and running a music writing site with Gio Blackman.
1: Hello! Gio is the founder and editor-in-chief of the UK-based music blog Happy People Music and that of course makes her the perfect person to chat to us about music journalism today. We're really happy to have you here Gio. Can you just give our listeners a bit of an overview over who you are, what you do and what you're passionate about?
2: Yeah, so I started my website in 2017. I've literally just started uni at that point and I only made it for the pure purpose of just trying to enhance my skills a little bit more. You know, you always just want to practice and keep writing. That's the only reason why I started it. I didn't think about three and a half years later, I would have like 5 million views and a team of around 53. (laughs) So yeah, it, it was just basically a project for myself. And I was posting it online, kind of like, oh, I've written this today. And someone came forward about two months into that journey and when oh I, I would actually really like to write for you and I was thinking oh god I have no idea what I'm doing myself but yeah sure. So yeah that, that's how it started. I got into music journalism through going to gigs with my uncle as a teenager because I'm from Stoke-on-Trent originally so there's not really that many venues to go to but I would always go to like the Sugar Mill which is a lovely little sticky venue down a side street and I'd just go to there all the time and I would get home and I would journal. I would talk about it literally to myself like even if it was just typing on a Word document or I was writing it in a a little notepad about how I felt after the gig. And that is literally how I got into it. It's nothing like extremely deep or serious. I just loved writing about it. And then, yeah, I went to uni and I finished my degree and now I'm here. so yeah that that's basically the story of how I started it.
0: That sounds like a very meaningful journey and with as you say some fantastic results five million views wow so um (laughs) like any type of journalism music journalism it sounds simple but there's a huge amount that that term covers so sort of kick things off in the broader sense what is music journalism and what sort of content can be found under it in your view?
2: In I think in my view, music journalism is more of, I think if you can put it into the whole umbrella of journalism, then you're basically critiquing something. But I think in music, it's more of a fun way to express how something makes you feel. I feel like it's got more of an emotional barrier attached to it. Whereas if you can, if you're going into the mainstream journalism and you're talking about like the pandemic or you're talking about technology, you kind of can't portray your feelings across as much with that. But definitely in music journalism, you can get a little bit more creative and you can talk about sounds and feelings and just the artists and musicians who you love. I think that's the only way I can describe music journalism based off my own personal experiences with it.
1: No, that's really interesting. So when you're critiquing something and writing a music review... How do you go about that and what do the people who read your reviews or analysis pieces about different songs or albums, what are those people looking for and what do they want to hear?
2: I think every online publication is different. So with my online publication, we we kind of cover the indie, indie pop, post-punk, rock kind of so it's it's kind of like a niche. I think in our reviews and thought pieces and that kind of thing, I, I do think people want to see elements of the writer's thoughts and also the artist and musician's kind of thoughts. So I always tend to go on a press release if I have one and see if there's a comment that being left by the musician themselves so i always like to incorporate a bit of my own personal kind of writing and then yeah like like say the the musician as well i think it just plays a nice part and okay so this is what i take on the song and then this is the actual take on their own song i think that's always a good way to kind of play it as well sometimes you don't want it too long either so incorporating some of your own incorporating someone else's and pop it together (laughs) like that's the only way I do it at the minute.
0: No, that's certainly a good approach in order to try and get a wide variety of perspectives on the pieces of the music into the actual piece. Now, this is something we talked about when we were talking about theatre journalism in another episode, but when it comes to reviewing a piece of entertainment, how much is it about combining your own independent opinion, your subjective taste, and any sort of objective measure of quality? So something based on a degree of expertise or evaluation, in your sense what's the balance in that in your personal experience when writing a music review the subjective versus objective response to the music
2: i think it's always important to be subjective because music is very subjective anyway i think it's always important to be quite respectful in that sense with with the musician and artist but add them elements into it of being objective and saying well this there's one certain element that actually makes a song good without sound like you're saying okay the song's bad but there's one thing that makes it good but i mean honesty is always key right in journalism so if one thing actually does make the song amazing then yeah you put that and you you be honest and candid as possible in that sense
1: that's definitely true journalism and honesty do kind of go hand in hand don't they so you've kind of touched on this a bit already but obviously music is a very subjective experience in the sense that the words or the tunes will mean something else and kind of trigger different emotions in everyone who listens to them when you're thinking about what the artist was trying to achieve, trying to say, or what the artist was kind of thinking when writing and producing a song. How do you interpret music and the meaning of pieces of music? And how do you make sure that that is really what the artist was thinking? If you, you know, have no kind of concrete evidence of it,
2: I guess. If we talk about like the first bit of like the question you just asked, I think, if a lot of the time I will kind of get a press release which does elaborate on what the song is about, like you say, when I get these quotes from the artist and they've actually given their publicist something to kind of go off, then it does tend to make it a lot easier to interpret what the song or their lyrics are about, which in hindsight, it makes it easier to write about when you've got that form of information. I mean, if I don't have that, information handed to me then I will try and break down the lyrics and as cringy and like silly as it sounds I do tend to kind of get lost in it so I can figure out what they're singing about and what their emotions were at the time and I mean I don't think any artist would get offended if you post a review and said okay it might be about this or it might be about that because I think they would honestly appreciate the time that you spent writing about it. But a lot of the time it is them, them kind of feelings are genuinely handed to me, like through my emails. But then it's also important to write about how I feel when I listen to it, for example.
0: It's good that you can have that connection and understanding with some of these musicians in order to sort of gain this insight into the music and music process that you can then transfer to the reader in your review. But that's not the only sort of connection you have you've had more direct interviews with a musician that your site will get onto your site in just a few minutes but that your site features a whole bunch of different interviews with different bands and independent singers so when you're interviewing or editing an interview with a band what are the sort of questions that you prepare for that And how do you ensure that you're sort of balancing a mix of like promotion for the material and an interesting read for the reader?
2: So what I tend to do, because over the past year, I've only been able to interview bands on like Zoom, or even sometimes it just tends to be an email as well. Well, I do try and talk about their most recent releases. I tend to talk about life in general a lot of the time, like, As soon as they hop onto the Zoom call, I'll start recording and we just start a conversation. I think it's important for a journalist to be as friendly as possible with a musician or a band or an artist, whatever, whoever you're interviewing. So it's important to start with a conversation, talk about how's life, ask them, how are you? You know, I feel like a lot of them don't get asked that question most of the time, they don't get asked if they're okay. So it's always nice to start off on that basis. But I'll always talk about their release, how they've coped during the pandemic. I know sometimes that can be a very boring question for a lot of them, but it's also important at the moment to kind of delve into their pandemic life because I've spoken to bands who are in Australia and they've been absolutely fine <laughs> because they like, haven't like have had to go through a year worth of lockdowns. And then I've spoken to like an Irish musician and he's found it difficult. So it's kind of nice to see my own personal, knowledge how bands and musicians work differently so yeah most recent releases i always try and talk about some fun stuff as well so talk about what are their funniest moments on tour some really kind of serious matters as well. So I have interviewed a woman the week and it was International Women's Day on the same day. So it was important to talk about them kind of things. And I also kind of have to keep up with the times and I have to figure out what's going on in the world right now. And what can we talk about, not just music, but yeah i I always make sure it's not like a really robotic one either. I always make sure each one's tailored for them in a sense.
1: That's definitely really important, and it really shows in the interviews that you've done. So just whilst we're on the topic of you know talking to musicians after writing interviews or a review of their work or anything. Do you get feedback from them or anything? Do you stay in contact with people that you've interviewed or what's your general relationship between like, you or the other people who contribute to your site and the musicians that
2: you work with and write about? so when I interview musicians it is it always tends to be a start of something amazing sometimes I mean you you can get the odd musician or band who they're not very talkative which is absolutely fine or they just kind of they have their interview and they leave but a lot of the time I do have a good relationship like a working one definitely with a lot of bands and artists who interviewed and a lot of the time like I get my connections through social media which is always a good. way to connect. And then they'll email me just like, hi, can can we have an interview or can can we do like an introducing piece of you? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get on with it and let's do it. But I do have good working relationships with like PRs and bands, musicians, artists. And it's it's always nice to keep in touch with them as well after their interview because we can always do one a year down the line and we can ask similar questions to see whether they're at, I don't know if you've ever seen them Billie Eilish interviews where she's kind of like a year in the making and then she she has different answers for what she's already been asked. I think it's always a good idea to keep in contact. But- With my team though, my team have working relationships with the bands they've interviewed, they've always kept in contact and my team are also like a little family as well, which is nice.
0: It's really lovely that you can have such a positive relationship with the bands and with the musicians that you're speaking to and whose work you're talking about and that all sounds lovely but I have to ask, there have to be times when you're listening to a piece of music and it, for whatever reason it isn't working for you. Now I'm not asking you to name specific names obviously but In terms of when it comes to writing a more critical or negative music piece, how do you sort of handle that? And what's the sort of best way in order to still be honest and still be genuine about your opinions while still being fair and trying to maintain a good relationship with that band?
2: A lot of the time... So I I don't know if if anyone kind of notices about my website, but a lot of the time we tend to try and stay away from doing a negative review purely because we get much more content out if we do positive ones. We've done our fair share, but at the same time, if we enjoy the band or the artist in themselves, like we've always love their music then we will try and find a different way to cover them so we will go for like an introducing piece or we will actually do an interview with them just so they've got like a feature but we're not talking about the tune and there's so many emails that i send out every single day saying okay this this song isn't really for us but we'll add it onto our spotify playlist or we'll support you in another way we'll give you a quick retweet or just just something to kind of push them so it doesn't seem like we're saying ah no we hate you because that's just not who we are but when we have done the kind of negative reviews where we're not not that fond we have always tried to stay respectful and in our lane purely because i think if if you go too deep into slagging them off or ripping them a new one essentially they they're not going to come back so yeah it, i think it's definitely important to make sure you're being nice about it even if it isn't great just send it on an email don't do it publicly <laughs> But yeah, I guess you always need to have your integrity as well intact. So, I mean, if, if we do a negative one, then we do a negative one, but we'll be respectful. Yeah, I think
1: staying respectful, that's the best way to maintain a positive relationship with the artist, obviously. Because obviously not everyone is going to like every song. Your favourite artist might publish something, you might just not be feeling it. And that's that's okay. In terms of writing more generally, obviously you mostly cover fairly independent people on your website but is there a difference when covering more mainstream artists versus independent ones or new artists and is there a difference in terms of how you engage with
2: the two it's always important i think to engage with bigger artists as well and it makes me seem very arrogant in this this as- aspect but it will always get a, a little bit more engagement so people will kind of come to our twitter feed or um our website which is always nice We we always want new readers and new clicks just so we can get our names out there as well but we do prefer to obviously cover the newer unsigned artists and musicians purely because that that has always been our aim that's always been our drive to promote them and celebrate them champion them and it's almost like the website has become a community for them. It's been a platform where they can send me their music. They know I like it. And then it's something where they can nurture and they can nourish and they can be like, you know what I've had, I've had coverage from this amazing website. But yeah, I just always think it's, it's important. But a, a lot of the time, the bigger ones don't really share it, which I mean, doesn't really bother me. But in terms of smaller artists, they absolutely love it. <laughs> so... Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to have a balance though, especially when, when you just love, love your music anyways, it's very important to cover what you like at the same
0: time and in terms of coverage of things we've been talking about a lot about like individual singers and artists but do you also think it's important as a music journalist to cover specific events be it like the announcement of collaborations between particular artists or major award ceremonies or even just particular controversies between specific artists in terms of like non-music music music related news do you think it's important to cover that for someone who enjoys reading about music or should you just remain focused on their actual actual output of the songs and albums themselves
2: we do tend to cover some new stuff purely because it's kind of like it's breaking up the the constant kind of review 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 so like today, this morning, we covered the this feeling announcement with their new record label and they're teaming up with um, ADA Music, which is within Warner Group. So we will always kind of make sure to cover like festival news as well. I do think it's important to break it up and get it out there. But the only problem with the, this kind of news is that once it's a couple of days late, it's pretty much irrelevant. Like the music journalism industry is such a fast pace, such a fast moving industry. Like yesterday's news was for this feeling records, and I sat there this morning. And I was, I need to like get this out today, otherwise it's not going to be any use. No one will read it. No one will care at all. But I think if it's like award ceremonies and stuff, I think you can cover it in a way. If I don't know if we we saw like the Brit nominees, but I know a lot of people were kind of like eh about it. I think it's good if you. are like a news story with opinion in it that's probably gonna make it much more fun to read if if we're covering that kind of stuff but usually news it has to be just on the day or the day after otherwise it's just meant for the bin go on get in it kind of kind of thing but yes cover some news if you can
1: i think a lot of our listeners and we can definitely both also relate to you the time pressures of turning things like that around and it is very true in music and beyond the journalism environment is so fast-paced so yeah completely relate to that so in terms of new music journalists so people who might be in towards the end of school or in university and they've kind of decided they want to go into music journalism how can they gain experience in writing about music, and what are some of the skills that they kind of really need to work on in order to become a successful music journalist?
2: Well, I started from my personal experience. I started writing at the age of fifteen and sixteen, so it's always one to start early. And I, I always think if if you see a website that you like, such as say Gigwise or Pop Music, or even mine that kind of tickles their fancy then there's so many people who are like ah oh, no i'm i'm really scared about doing it just just send them an email and just say you want to write for them i think it's always important to put yourself out there age doesn't matter like nothing matters as long as you have a passion for it and you know you're you're actually going to get your writing done and you want to do it. I think that's the only important thing that you need. My first ever freelance writing gig was at Pop Music, which is like a Liverpool-based blog. And I got there through like a family friend in all fairness. But then I moved over, like gig-wise, and I've even written for the Great Escape Festival as well. So they were all like really good opportunities to have, and that is purely through emailing and saying, "Hi, can I write for you?" Because <laughs> if you don't ask, it you don't get, essentially. But No experience is really needed for a lot of these things as long as you have some kind of English skills in terms of like your writing skills then you'll be fine. That's the only advice I can give to you. I started when I was like say 15, 16, no experience at all other than writing in like a little notepad. (laughs) So it's. I think it's just important to have the passion and the patience for it. Because a lot of the time like editors will come back and they will have changed a lot of stuff. A lot of your writing will be changed or you'll get a lot of feedback. And it shouldn't be a personal thing either. You have to do it. I feel awful for doing it sometimes. But yeah, be your own biggest fan, I say.
0: That's excellent advice. And having the ability to go for what you want to do and be supportive of yourself whilst doing it is... Valuable experience and valuable information for any journalist. Um, I just want to ask you about your experience starting up the site Happy People Music, your music site. Uh, You touched on this uh, in the beginning of the episode, but in terms of the process of getting started, what was your aim in creating it? What sort of style of writing did you want to have it as the main sort of format for the website, if you like? And how has it been so far? How's the results been in your view?
2: So I started it, like I said before, through just wanting to enhance my skills as I got through uni. But then it, after them two months, and then I had my friend Alex come forward. I mean, he wasn't a friend at the time, I had no idea who he was. And he came forward and he was like, I w- would love to write for your website. And at this point, I didn't even have like a .co.uk domain name. It was literally like just .wordpress kind of one. So it was a very strange feeling. So I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing myself, mate. So with me for a second but the sole aim as I got to grip with it was a let's champion new music and I know my little little slogan online is literally celebrating new music because that's what we do we we figure out all the kind of new music and we write about it and the style that I have always gone for is make it personal make it fun make it quirky bit of banter in, in your writing also put as much information in as possible. We have like a house guide, house style, but that's for the whole like kind of main body as it looks on the site. So like a name will be in bold or a band name will go in bold. Like a in, in quotes will go into a italic. So that that's the only thing that I ask for my writers. Otherwise like they're pretty much free with how they want to write things and I think that's the best way is being quite lenient with that because they, then they enjoy it much more. But yeah, that that was solely my aim. I mean, since this time last year, I had about one hundred thousand views ever, and now a year on, I'm on five million. So I think it's been received quite well. (laughs) I think people enjoy it. Yeah, people definitely enjoy it. I
1: mean, it's a great site, so they should. (laughs) But yeah, that sounds like you've gone through quite a lot of developments and grown a lot, obviously. How did you achieve that? Was there anything specific you did or any kind of ways that you changed the site or your social media or anything like that to
2: grow it yeah absolutely so I grew my team first and foremost purely because I, I had an idea in my head if I grew my team we work via slack so what we do now once a post goes out on like twitter for example I'll copy the twitter link and then I'll send it through to everyone and be like if you've got some time today just give it a retweet or a share or even a like because sometimes a lot of like likes will come up on your twitter feed so I grew my team first up to about 20 to 30. And then that's when we started to retweet and share. And that's how we grew. That was the most organic way I could have ever possibly done. It It was just getting writers to share if they can. I mean, they're not obliged to in the slightest. But the more people that share, the m- the bigger of a reach it's gonna get, and then the more reach it gets, the more clicks it gets, or so the more people who enjoy it, or the more people who start following us. That's the only way I have done it, and it ma- it makes everything sound so simple. But I mean, it's been a stress over the past year because that's when I've kind of put my my heart and soul back into it as I finished uni last year. So yeah, I think it's done pretty well. No secrets to it either.
0: Well, we're so glad that has done really well because it's provided a whole load of fantastic articles and interviews that people can read to gain a broad insight into the realm of music journalism so thank you so much for talking to us about that georgia uh just to sort of close this off in terms of the sort of music writers that you read and follow is there anyone you particularly want to shout out or recommend to our listeners who you like to sort of expose these different ways of writing about music
2: oh there's loads i feel like i could shout out my whole team at this point (laughs) honestly there's so many music writers and there's so many amazing people who run blogs and websites as well so there's like rebecca mason and there's alex wise who does words for music then you've got your big ones like robin murray from clash who's amazing at what he does as well but i mean i I have so many wonderful writers on my team like jordan white who's my assistant editor there's jack mcgill who's also my deputy editor so yeah honestly if anyone is gonna listen to this and wants a new writer Defo go forum give them the opportunities I, I
1: would say well thank you so much geo for coming on and chatting to us today about music journalism and for giving such great insights and telling us so much about how you understand music journalism
2: thank you for having me
1: i've found it super interesting and i'm sure our listeners have as well and hopefully some of them are now keen to explore a career in the field if they are And if they want to connect with you and with Happy People Music, where can they do that online? Where can they find you and the website
2: and how can they connect and network? So people can find us on online at happypeoplemusic.co.uk. You can also send me an email if you just want to say hi. And that's on georgia.blackman at happypeoplemusic.co.uk. And then you can also just find us on all social media under Happy People Music. Great.
1: Well, we'll also have all the details linked in the show notes, of course, for everyone to check out and whilst you're on social media if you don't follow use our own give us a follow as well if you've enjoyed this episode do make sure you subscribe for more leave us a review or rating and tell all your friends about us we hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have enjoyed recording it and we'll be back again next week bye
0: take care guys bye